Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to an all new episode of the Man from New York podcast. Now this is one of those episodes that I like to call random thoughts because I really don't have a specific theme or one singular subject uh, that I want to focus on. So this is the most dangerous form of podcasting out there. Sort of a stream of consciousness. So, uh, you know, hold on to your earbuds because this could be a bumpy ride. Or it could be nothing at all. Just, just letting you know. So, what's happening in the news around us? It seems to be a little bit of everything as far as uh, international and national politics and entertainment. I've been f- following the Brexit situation over in the UK on the news and it seems like that's not going anywhere good and I you know like I said before I'm an American so there's only so much I can say about United Kingdom politics but I just from this on my opinion as an outsider as long as they don't mess up Doctor Who then I think everything could be okay uh, of course, Doctor Who had a pretty big season this past year because it was the first time that a woman was playing the lead. A woman as the doctor, the time-traveling alien who can regenerate and can regenerate into any gender. And, you know, there was a lot of back and forth online because there were some people who said that, they, first of all, a lot of people didn't like the idea that the doctor was going to become a woman, which... We're talking about a show about an alien with two hearts who travels around in a blue box. So anything is possible. And there were some people who did not like the season. Uh, some people felt that it was too focused on social, uh, social issues and issues dealing with things, you know, not, I guess, sci-fi fantasy enough. And there were some particular episodes they did deal with some serious issues. There was one episode focused on Rosa Parks. Which I will admit, before that episode aired, I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Doctor Who doing an episode set in the Civil Rights Movement era. But it was a really, really well done episode. And I I really ended up being one of my favorite that I've seen of the show, really. And of course, they they had one dealing with the partition of Pakistan and India, which was also another really well done episode. So, so shows that beforehand you were like, hmm, this might be sort of something you're stepping into, but maybe you're not. And it could be something kind of uh, cringeworthy. But these were really well done episodes. And also there was a great episode dealing with witch trials and with Alan Cummings as King James, who we mostly know for his version of the Bible. If you think about it, King James is sort of like Frank Sinatra. And by that I mean that one of Frank Sinatra's biggest hits is the song New York, New York, right? You, when you think of New York City, sometimes you, that song just pops in your head. And the Yankees, the uh, world champion baseball team, 27 times, whenever they win a game at home, they play that song. It's become a signature of theirs. In fact, this past year... Uh, when their rivals defeated them, the Boston Red Sox, they were playing that in their locker room. So New York, New York is an iconic song and something that really sort of resonates with people. 
But Frank Sinatra was not the original performer of that song. That song was originally sang by Liza Minnelli, a legendary performer and singer in her own right. But when you think of that song, you think of Frank Sinatra. And when you think of the Bible, you think of King James. Or you think of Jesus first, I guess, right? That would be, but you think of King James also along that way. So, Doctor Who, though, I have to say, I thought it was a really good season. Was a little upset they didn't have a Christmas episode. They did have a New Year's Day episode, which was actually really good. So, what else is happening? Well, I don't really talk about too much celebrity gossip on here. But I was looking at the newspaper this morning and the big story uh, outside of what's happening with the so-called, you know, with the border wall and the government shutdown. The big thing on the newspaper was Jeff Bezos' divorce. Of course, he is the founder of Amazon. He is, I believe at this point, the wealthiest man in the world, like a $140 billion fortune. Amazon is this behemoth company with their hands almost in everything. From entertainment to uh, AI technology to, of course, delivering you stuff. And, of course, food, Whole Foods, they own that. And he's getting a divorce, and there's all this talk about, does he have a prenup because he's so rich? And what could this mean for Amazon as far as his interest and stock in the company? Regardless, he's going to be pretty wealthy. Even if his wife got like half or a third of everything, he'd still be a very wealthy man. And you know, whenever I think of people who have like extreme wealth, like the people that have like multiple homes, sometimes even in different countries, you know, these folks, they have like a Manhattan penthouse and then they have like a place in Aspen, Colorado, where they spend some of the winter to go skiing. And then they have a place in California, perhaps near the beach in Malibu. And maybe they have a private island somewhere in the Caribbean. And maybe they have a, a little sort of... Uh, Maybe they bought a, like a little homey castle in London somewhere outside of England. But, you know, these people that have these multiple homes, I always wondered, especially if you're traveling back and forth, how bad do you feel when you forget something? Like, let's say you're chilling at your beach house home in California, and you're like, oh, man, let me go to my bedroom suite and get my favorite book that you were reading and then you get to your room and you realize oh wait I left that book at the private island in the Caribbean now of course this probably isn't really a problem they probably bought like copies of everything for each home but I always think about like people who have so much stuff how do you keep track uh, do you even really remember all the properties that you have but it's going to they say it's going to be the biggest divorce ever because of the size of his fortune and of course if you think about it, Amazon started as a online company where you just purchase books and when they first started there were people who sort of questioned this like who's going to just buy books online who's cuz people who really buy books really love books and they love going to the bookstore to browse and there was some talk, well, this is not going to last. But then it became so popular, then it was like, oh, no. And then Barnes & Noble had to shift to selling stuff online to compete. And, you know, Borders bookstores, which now no longer exist, 
but Amazon totally changed uh, the book industry business and how people sort of purchase books, uh, people purchase in general. Because as we know now, Amazon uh, selling books was just sort of a uh, almost let's say theory. Like if we can get people to buy books online, what else can we get them to buy online? And of course, clothing. There's a time when people didn't think you could buy clothes online, uh, especially especially women, because women like to try clothes on. Uh, they like to see if it's the right fit, you know, if, what, what the color looks like. But that changed because it became so convenient, and also with prices and with sort of things being manufactured in countries at a cheaper rate, and you're able to get it at sort of a big discount than you would have years ago. So just completely change um, the way our culture works and how everything is. But it's amazing that Amazon, which started off just selling books, and it's now really one of the most important companies uh, around because of this huge infrastructure that they built of delivering goods and also of host. They have, I think Amazon Web Services is also one of their biggest businesses of you know, hosting websites on the cloud. And now they have Whole Foods, and they're, they're just doing a little, little bit of everything. But I don't know about you. And $140 billion, like I say, in theory, I would think to myself, that's too much money. Like even, like, even if someone gave me that money, I'd be like, I don't really need $140 billion. But if I thought about, like, man, I have it, and now i got to share it because I'm getting divorced, I don't know. I don't think I'd get divorced. I'd be like, baby, me and you, forever. This is the way it's going to be. Because it's just, you know, it's just really, it's a lot of money, folks. Now, the other big story is that the Academy Awards is not going to have one singular host this year. Instead, they're going to have a, a sort of set of A-list presenters throughout the night. Of course, this is due to the controversy that started with Kevin Hart, who was named to be a host, but then... He dropped out because some old tweets surfaced with some anti-gay and homophobic uh, slurs and stuff. And it sort of devolved into a multi-week scandal, which I thought after the first couple of days, since he said he wasn't going to do the show anymore, it, wouldn't be, it would not be over. But then he was on Ellen DeGeneres, who said she, you know, she wants him to host the show. She thinks he should still be there. And she said she reached out to the Academy. But then there were people that said that Ellen had no right to do that. And this has been a bit crazy. So there's not going to be one singular host. Which, mm, I understand that. And you're kind of wondering, who could they get? Like, because who really could host the Oscars? And I have a person I believe would be perfect. And that person would be Barack Obama. That's right. Barack Obama should have been named host of the Academy Awards. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wait a second. He's not a entertainer or comedian but now make the argument he is one of the biggest celebrities in the world today and in fact i believe it was last year him and his wife michelle signed a deal with netflix to produce content so he's sort of in the business in fact he is in the business and now i know that people were thinking that would be absurd a former president of the united states Hosting an Academy Award show? Is that more absurd than a former president of the Screen Actors Guild becoming president? Like Ronald Reagan? Or the former 
host of The Apprentice becoming president? I mean, in fact, we live in probably one of the most absurd, ridiculous times in, in noted history. Because crazy things just keep happening. In fact, the surrealists of the 1920s would really, really, I think, love this era. Either that would be too much for them. They'd be like, okay, that's enough. This is too surreal for us. We got to get back to, to basics. You know, Salvador Dali would be like, enough is enough. And I was trying to go for a Dali accent, but it didn't quite, it didn't quite make it. So yeah, Barack Obama hosts the Academy Awards. Maybe next year. Now, speaking of how absurd these times are, I saw on the news, now you may remember, at the U.S. Open, there was a woman who was caught on video dunking chicken fingers into a cup of soda. And then this video went viral. And it was like a big news story for like at least a day or two. So now this woman has released a music video with a song about becoming viral for this. And she has her own like chicken finger dipping sauce which tastes like soda coming out. Now I'm not knocking her because hey, she was just minding her business and she became, you know, a viral figure. She became a meme. And so I don't blame her for trying to get a couple bucks off of this and try to ride this horse to wherever it goes. But it's just an example of how ridiculous uh, sort of our culture is in some sense. We, we just produce these crazy things. Now, in New York this weekend is a podcast festival. I'm not invited because this podcast is not an elite podcast. It's not the number one or even the number 10 or number 100 or number 5,000. But it is number one, I believe, in your hearts for those who are listening. So I thank you. But podcasts, of course, have one of these things where have really sort of taken over the culture. And there are so many different podcasts from news to advice to uh, fiction. Uh, great storytelling uh, is taking place in a podcast. Podcasts are being optioned for movies and TV shows. <laughs> so if anyone would like to option uh, this podcast for a TV show or a movie, or maybe they would just want to option it for, I don't know, maybe maybe they would just send me some, some free pastries or something. I don't know. But this, this podcast is available and ready to be exploited. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to give it a close on this episode, this Random Thoughts episode. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price Man. That's Glenn with two N's, man with two N's. You also find me with that same handle on Twitter, where I'm still on break for now, but I'm still there. So thank you for listening to the Man from New York podcast. <laughs>